Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Gwen Drager. Amen, amen. God is so good. All the time, all the time. Welcome to our visitors here today and those who have decided to visit longer. Amen. You know, sometimes, do you have membership at your church? You know, get connected to Jesus. Be committed to him. You'll be committed wherever he plants you. We believe in being planted in the house of the Lord. And when you're planted, that means like, okay, you recognize this, your house. Now, sometimes you have to clean up the house and I'm not a fan of doing windows. Not really. <laughs> But we, we clean the house, and God likes to clean our house. Amen. I tried for years to clean my own house with Jesus because I wanted to be a really good Christian and failed miserably. And so we encourage you today to hear some things and hear the word and hear how the word can change you and do the work Jesus bought for us on the cross. And I'm going to tell you, it is far less stressful than trying to fix yourself. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Anybody else went, oh, yeah, yeah, praise the Lord. It's a very interesting thing. Uh, God's so good, and we love him so very much. I want you to turn with me to Mark chapter 9. Yesterday, we talked a lot about miracles, and uh, God's a miracle God, amen? amen? There it was. This wonderful thing happened, and... I look at this sometimes, I read the Bible, and I think, wow, that, that's pretty pretty awesome when, when a cloud kind of fills the place. And it's, it's interesting. A lot of people talk about this particular uh, part of the Bible, but we're going to read that Bible. We're going to start at Mark chapter 9, verse 1. He said unto them, verily, if the Bible says verily, this is like a, you can trust this and stand on this or, you know, hold on to it. Let it, let it be strengthened. And strength and power to you. I say unto you that there shall be some that stand here that shall not taste of death. Till they have seen the kingdom of God and come with power. And I was like, wow, there are so many different ways you could take that and get really excited. Good morning. Seems that you're all thrilled today with the power of God. It's always a good thing. Amen. Amen. He says, after six days, Jesus takes with him Peter, James, and John, not in a sailboat, and leads them up onto a high mountain. Anybody who went to Sunday school knows where that came from. There is a song we used to sing, Peter, James, and John in a sailboat. And we had actions that went with it. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. He says, leads them up to a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before him. There was something that happened. Amen. That as they stood there and they talked with God, Something began to happen in such a way that they had a hard time describing it. Sometimes we as believers, we've experienced things with God and we can't put words to it properly. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, he touched me. Well, God didn't come down with this big finger that we could see with our eyes and go, right? But we know something happened. And as Peter, James, and John stood watching, something was happening to Jesus. Now, Jesus, at this point, they could touch. He was walking on the earth, and they could touch him. He was very real in that sense. 
Not that he's any less real today. But there was something going on that was, that was different. And they began to sense his presence. Sometimes when we are singing a song like we were singing today, there's a place where you kind of feel like you leave the room. Where you sense something different. And it's hard to put words to it. And we're like, well, well, we try. Well, you know, I felt him. I, I saw him. Well, Jesus isn't a feeling. We know that. But we're trying to put our English words around something that's spiritual, yeah. that we know to be true. And, and, and I believe that they're trying to tell us something wonderful that is taking place here. He says his raiment became shining. Isn't that what we do? We begin to describe what's going on in the spirit that we don't really have the right words for. And it, and it looked like he was shining. There's times when the spirit of the Lord will move upon a person, even today, and they seem to be shining. They look different. And we say, my, you look real good today. And they don't know why. You could have your hair standing on end, but they think you look great. Right? Your clothes may be disheveled. You could be a, just come in from the garden, but there's something about you. It's different. Exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller. No one on earth could have cleaned the clothes Jesus was wearing, like how it appeared to them. He was just so bright, it was hurting their eyes. I think so. And there's a place where God wants to shine in us in that way and shine through us in that way. There was something here wonderful. And while this is all going on, like, they see a couple of other guys come talk with Jesus. And like, this is, I mean, if you think about this, it's pretty hmm, interesting. Yeah. Or it may be special. <laughs> How is this even possible? And yet today, I've heard uh, other people report how they've seen angels. How they've seen things that the rest of us kind of go, right. Okay, I love you. It sounds odd, but it's very real. And so as they were, and there appeared unto them Elijah and Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. How could it be? Those guys were dead. And we know that it's wrong to talk to the dead. This isn't right. But Jesus wasn't right right then. There was something different about him. And something was going on. There was a way that heaven and time were changed in that moment. Sometimes, like what happened yesterday, there's a moment where the Lord is moving in power and healing where we can kind of get caught in that in-between realm where the spiritual things become very, very real to us. And we recognize that what is done in heaven is purposed, purposed to be done on earth. It's his will that that which is in heaven, the healing that we know is already there. And there is not one person born again or not born again, one believer, not believer, who when they talk about heaven, if there is such a place, thinks that there would be any form of sickness there. Not one person. Even Hollywood, with all of their crazy, paints heaven as a place without sickness or disease or poverty. And there's this place where when the Lord begins to work through us, that we come to that place and we touch it. We try to describe it. 
and we don't do well, but we're trying to describe something wonderful is taking place. And so we sing songs like we did this morning. They're, let them sing for joy. It's about time. <laughs> and these wonderful things, amen. <laughs> and he says, and Peter answered and says to Jesus, Master. Okay, the, you know, in the awkward moment, we fill in the blank. I don't know about you, but sometimes I've been in a room where everybody's quiet, and I, I, I feel the need to say something because I don't know what else to say, and sometimes I don't always say the right thing. I love Peter. Let me just say that before we read what it says. And Peter answers and said to Jesus, Master, it's good for us to be here. <laughs> Seems like a good thing to say. Let's make three tabernacles. Oh, boy. <laughs> one for thee, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And right here it is. For he didn't know what to say, for they were afraid. <laughs> and so his mouth went forward without his thoughts attached. <laughs> but I don't know about you, but I can relate to this very, very well. That awkward silence where somebody got to say something. So I say something, and I should have not. <laughs> like, we should do something here. Sometimes on a Sunday morning, there's a place where we kind of don't know what to do next. We could just go and have an ordinary service. Da, 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 da. Well, we'll sing three fast songs, two slow songs. We'll, you know, thank you, Jesus, have a little prayer, and away we go. And we'll have a nice little message. It lasts about 20 minutes. You could all go home and have lunch. But that's not what we do here. <laughs> we do our best to usher in and go the places where God wants us to experience his glory, his power, his change so that we can be changed because the Bible promises us that we're changed from glory to glory. So we could do all the work stuff that I talked about in the beginning about trying to change ourselves. But when we come close to his presence, his glory is his presence that we can begin to talk about. And it may appear like we're shining or something and it may be, but enjoy it. Don't withhold from it. You know, there's something there. Just shut your brain down and shut your mouth up and don't be Peter. Amen? <laughs> don't go building tabernacles, not quite yet. Amen? <laughs> just keep going. Allow Holy Spirit to just move in your heart and do the work. You see, many people, they hear the word of God. They hear what God is doing. They know it's right. They hear about healing, that Jesus is a healer. We've heard it. We've seen it. We have miracles in our midst. Some are still in the waiting for the miracle. They believe God, and it hasn't yet arrived. But we know for sure God heard us. Yeah. And we're, some of us are in that place. But that doesn't change the fact that it's in the works. Amen. And so it's good to just be quiet a while and keep going. Amen. And while this cloud overshadowed them, something very important happened right here. A voice came out of heaven, and it was Father God. And he says two things. And I don't note in all of my reading that God does a lot of direct talking like this. So if God has something to say in this manner, we should know it and really take solid note of it. It's life-changing. Two things. One, this 
is my beloved son. What an introduction. If there was any doubt in how the father responded to Jesus, let it be gone. And who was he saying it to? People who should have known. They were walking with him. Didn't they know? Yeah, we know that's Jesus. But if you had any doubt, let every doubt be dispersed right there. This is God's only son. And he loves him. He loves him. And that's so important for us. Sometimes in our life we go along and we forget that everything that Jesus did was because he was sent in love. And by love. God is love. So he was sent by love to us. His creation that he made because he loved. He loved us. And he created us in his very image. His image. The angels aren't created in his image. Mm -mm. They're like servants. They go about, we're not going to be angels. We're going to be different. We're created in his image. We sit by him. They go for him. They obey the word. They minister the word to us. We're going to made, made to sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Made in his image, made by love. And whom he loved, he sent to this earth that we might choose and receive him. You see that great choice I spoke of yesterday of having free will. It wouldn't be love if we didn't have a choice. And because we choose, it's a great choice. It's a power-filled choice. Love is so full of power when we choose yes and say yes to love. We experience it in a small way when it's relational in marriage. That first time someone pops those words out, it can feel awkward and strange. And some people feel that way when it comes to the Lord. That first time they, they say, I love you, God, as an adult. Children don't have a problem with it. When I was a little girl and was in Sunday school and we sang Jesus loved me, I never doubted it. And I never had a problem saying, I love you, Jesus. Never had a problem with it. Ask your children if they have a problem with it. They don't. They don't. We get older, we get awkward. Hopefully not awkward when we walk. Just mostly when we talk. And that's what causes us to say weird things. And so when we hear the father's words, this is my beloved son. Watch what he says next. That's one, very important. Two, hear him. Hear him. I know I have spoken much about hearing. Even last week I said, here's something to do. Wherever you see the word hear, in the Gospels, where you see it in the New Testament writings. When there ever says, and they heard, oh, hear this, hear that. When we believe that this Bible is the word given to us, Jesus is the word made flesh. So if we love Jesus, we love the Bible. So when the Bible is saying, and they heard Jesus, this is under the commandment of the Father God. Hear him. He didn't stop and say in between. He said, this is my beloved son. Pause and think of that. And then go away and think about it for a while. And I don't know. And maybe you should. Mm -mm. Hear him. Hear him. Hear him. 
It's so easy for us to hear voices of doubt and fill ourselves with that and question all the things that went before and why this, why the other, and fill ourselves up with more whys than more hows. How do we hear him? Have we never asked God that? How can I hear you better, Lord? Good question. Don't you think so? I think so. How can I know your voice more? Well, his sheep hear his voice. That's what it promises in John chapter 10. And we should be able to go there and look at that and know that. And there is that place. And I can tell you this. All of our children know my voice. <laughs> Even some who are not. I heard Miss Bethany who was leading today. She said, oh, yeah, I was, I, we were in White, uh, White Rock Walmart. And I heard this laugh. And I thought, Pastor Gwen is here. <laughs> I have a distinctive voice and a distinctive laugh. And typically, if you wait any length of time, I've found some stranger to share my life with and talk with and minister to wherever I am, and you can be sure that my voice will be heard if I'm in a store. Amen. And even if I think I'm whispering, chances are it's a loud whisper. My voice carries. Praise the Lord. And sometimes when I'm alone, you'll hear me break out in song, which I didn't realize I was singing out loud because of the Peter factor in my life. <laughs> my inside voice just comes out. <laughs> One day I was in uh, the superstore down there, and I was walking along, and suddenly I realized I was praying in tongues out loud, and it wasn't quiet. <laughs> and people were staying away from me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> We're going to hear him, and faith is going to grow. Amen. Would you turn with me, please, to Luke chapter 6. So much fun, so much fun. When you hear God, you get settled. And, you know, when, you, and when you've heard him, then you go, okay, this is what i got to do. And then if you don't do it, you're in trouble. <laughs> Getting that glory cloud, it'll just go better for us all. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 7, verse 47. 40, uh, 6, sorry. <laughs> I'm looking up at the top and it says 7, but I'm really looking at 647. 647. Well, we could start with 46 and make everybody happy. Why call, why call ye me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say, which is always a good place to begin. Yeah. I think every parent at one point has said that to their children <laughs> in some form or another. Children, obey your parents. It'll go well with thee. Yeah. You'll live long and you'll prosper. And this isn't anything to do with Star Trek. <laughs> Amen? He says, why do you call me, call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? If he's God and if he's your mom or your dad, listen and obey. It'll go well with you, amen? Watch. Whoever, whosoever comes. So this is anybody. Anybody. Whosoever comes to me and does what? Here's. Circle it if you've got a paper Bible. If not, try to highlight it in your phones. Amen? <laughs> he says, and here's my saying. And oh, there's another part. And does them. You see, what makes hearing right is the action that follows. If it, there's no action to hearing, it's just listening, and poor listening at that. Yeah, this is what it sounds like. Yeah, I heard you. You know, I can also hear a plane going over my head, but I am not on that plane. Lots of words 
go over us. And we can say, yeah, I heard that. I did nothing with it, but I heard it, right? I heard what you said. I heard Jesus heals. I heard Jesus brings me freedom. I heard there's a place where he can come in my life and change me in ways I couldn't even imagine. I heard that Jesus brings such freedom to my mind that I don't have to live with crazy thoughts. Hmm? That that's what the word promises. Everybody who came to him, he healed. The ones who didn't come, didn't get it. The ones who come, got it. I often found that it was very interesting that when there's 10 lepers that come to Jesus, they all get healed by his spoken word that they hmm? Only one comes back and worships him. And he was a Samaritan, which means, hey, guys, he was a stranger to the covenant. He was like outside. That, that did not come from, but it was a Samaritan that came down and worshiped him. And it's like, why didn't the guys who knew better come? Good question, Pastor Gwen. Amen. I don't know why. But when he came down and worshiped him, he said when he saw that he was healed, he fell at his feet and worshipped him. And he said, go your way. Your faith has made you. Anybody know about leprosy? You lose body parts. So this was a Samaritan. This was some stranger. Some maybe unbeliever we could say today. Somebody who didn't know all the scriptures that could quote them. Like Pastor Jason can really quote scriptures. And I know some of you all could do as well. But it didn't come that way. It wasn't that guy. He was an outsider. So when we talk about healing, as Miss Bethany referred to today, it being very simple, we made a bunch of rules about stuff that's very simple. But isn't that what men do? Yeah. Humans. We always make something way more complicated than it actually is. And he just said, there's Jesus. Jesus heals. I'll get healed. Interesting. So as we go on in this verse, we're back to verse, we're back to Luke chapter six, verse 48. He said, he's like a man which built an house, dig deep, laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it for it was founded upon a rock. So this is the picture that Jesus uses of someone who hears and acts on what they heard. So they aren't, there's not airplane words. These are words that are landed in their heart and worked a power change. Their perspective changes. How they see things changes. And that way, and this is, this is the building blocks of our faith. People say, how do you want faith? How do you want faith to work? This is how faith is built into your Christian walk. Not by what you've done. Not by anything you can fix in yourself. Not even how many times you've attended church and warmed a seat. This happens as you hear the word of God. Hearing are boulders of faith. I love my shirt that I got. Somebody blessed me with it. says bulldog faith. You know why bulldogs are like? They get a hold of a bone and their bottom jaw comes out. And you cannot get that bone out of that mouth of that dog. And it's time we as believers, 
we're that way about the word of God. So that when God speaks a word to us and we have heard it, we don't let go. He said we'll have this nation and this nation will, will have salvation flow from sea to sea. That the prodigals are coming home from the north, the south, and the east, and the west. And we need to grab a hold of that word like that bulldog and do something about it. And how do we do something about it? We do something about it every time our brain goes cuckoo and tries to think, oh, I don't know if that will ever happen. No! You throw that crazy thought away. And you say, that's not what I, that's not what God said. God said this, the very first thing you can do is recall and repeat and say what God has said. Say it more than any devil or crazy you ever thought you had. Get it back out. Speak that word. No, this is the word of God. I believe it. I believe they're coming home. Put a name in there if you need to. That's what God said. I believe it. That's what God said. I believe it. That's what he said. Amen. And I'm going to live it. And that way when the wind starts to blow, I don't know. I don't know. I'm feeling kind of rough today. I don't know if I was really healed. You know, this kind of feels like the last time. That's wind, and it's blowing, and it's kind of like a cloud in the air that doesn't have any rain in it. But if you speak the pain, you'll give it rain. Well, I think this is probably true. You know, I, I had cancer come against me when I was 34. Maybe, maybe it's come back. Maybe, maybe there was a little cell sneaking in there, and who knows, you know, it might come back. Wind is blowing. Whew. Don't get in agreement with the wind. Amen. Don't give it strength. Don't turn those white clouds black. Mm -mm -mm. I'm going to do what the word said. Word said I'm healed. Amen. Cast down imaginations isn't, isn't like, oh, oh, well, you know, I had a bad thought the other day. Jesus, take it away. Mm-mm. In Corinthians, where it says that, 2 Corinthians 10, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself, that means lifts higher, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. God is good. If it's not good, throw it down. And cast down means to throw down violently. Amen. Now, I understand that not everybody is like me and has my personality. I get that. But there were days after I was absolutely healed in my body. I had accelerated degenerative disc disease. So I was getting shorter and my discs were compressing. And let me say compressed discs in your back, if you've ever had a back issue, are not nice. And they told me I'd be in a wheelchair probably by the time of 35. And I was like, I was so mad at that doctor. Well, it didn't do any good to be mad at a doctor. Let me just tell you. Yeah. It doesn't help you. It doesn't make you better, and you don't get healed getting mad. I know. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, uh, I prayed, and I put word in my heart, and, and, and then I was healed, and everything was good. And it was good. You know, everything was good. And, uh, and then something happened, like, you know, in your 40s, because I'm 
That's like 20 years ago. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And you have that, like, you wake up one morning, and it's, like, cold, and it's February, and it's cold, and something goes, eh. And you're like, maybe there's a place. And I, no! There is no place. I'm healed. You can't just come visit me. And I'm moving in. There's no space in my house for you. Amen. Come on. So... <laughs> Casting down imaginations because you know it always for me. I'm a picture person So it comes to me with like a video image, you know And pretty soon you imagine yourself like some of these others with like a walking thing or you know Terrible bent over pain taking a lot of medicines. You can see the cupboards being filled as you speak You know if you spend time thinking about it, they, there's just more medicine jars keep appearing I mean that once you get you know placed to that thing, you become the other part of that verse in, in Luke. It says, He that hears and does not like a man without a foundation built and the wind blows and you fall over. Right. You don't just fall over, you go into the sea that's dark and, and it's got slime in it. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> so this is what I did. Now I'm not saying you have to do it this way. But I put my hand on my head because it said, cast down, throw it down violently. In the name of Jesus, I throw you down, you crazy thought. <laughs> I put my hand and I throw it down. Amen. It just helped me. Right. And you know what? I didn't have crazy thoughts after. Amen. So you may not do it your way, but do something. I believe your word. I speak your word. God, you healed me. This thing can't come back. Every other crazy thought, I throw you down in the name of Jesus. Get out of my head. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You bless my head. <laughs> now you don't have to do it that way but do something don't just sit there and think about the crazy thoughts and that's yeah. well I've been so tormented I'm going to have to come to the pastors they're going to have to pray for me we can't help you with that it's your head you're the one going mm. you know we talked about will <laughs> I will not yeah that's why I don't know if Jesus wills for me to be free in my head he does be therefore renewed in the spirit of your mind. He made way. He says, you know, he made a way for your brains to work right. He made your brain. He knows how it works. Sometimes I think, oh, my goodness, he knows our every thought. <laughs> Dear Jesus. <laughs> He's, and then I go, you are so good. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, he knows our every thought. Dear Lord, praise. And, you know, that's why Jesus prays for us. See, he is good. See? Now you know. If you ever doubted he loved you, he knows what's going on in your head and still loves you. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, enjoy that. It's good. It's a good reason to praise the Lord. So he knows what's going on in your head. And he's giving you all the help you need. These are things he's given us every person from the moment you say yes to him. He is on your side. He is working for you. And if you will just hear him, if you will just hear him, hear his voice, it will open the door and you can walk through. And these mighty works that he talks about will happen in your life and in mine. Amen. And we're not going to have to like, mm, come on, faith. Mm, Come on, mm, 
I'm working it up because, man, I haven't got any today. We're just going to hear him. We're going to hear him. What did he say to do? I don't know. Well, then that's a good place to begin. You know that it's okay to say, I don't know. Everybody? It's okay to say, I don't know. Because then you have an opportunity to learn something. Amen? Amen? If you all got it, figured it out, then you don't have a place where new information can come. Right? It's okay not to know. We go back. What did the Bible say about this? I think one of you lately said, well, I want a pink car or something like that. You're not going to find the scripture that says you pink cars are found and, you know, that's, that's not how that works. However, there's a place where he said he'll provide for you. There's a place where he said he'd help you. There's a place where he said he's always with you and you are never alone. There are words in here that will bring you peace when you feel stressed. Do you know where those words are? They're not hard to find. You just get out one of these little pages and you just start reading. And, and you know, it's so good. And you read it and you go, oh, oh, oh. And you find yourself in Mark chapter 8. And, and here we have this situation Jesus has just done a great miracle. Some of you received a miracle in your physical bodies yesterday. And it was wonderful. Some folks have given us reports who aren't here. But one young lady, she said she was so bad at headaches and, and all kinds of things and got dizzy all the time. And she was instantly healed. Instantly the pain left. And she was so happy. And she said, I just, eh, it's so good. You know, I was dead. And, you know, kind of talking like that. Because that's what happens when we get excited. We don't always speak right. And she was just so excited. We were excited with her. Amen. And so in the midst of a miracle in Mark chapter 8, where it talks about this miracle of the loaves and fishes. Now they're getting in the boat and they're going to the other side. And that's where we are. Mark chapter 8, verse 15. And, and Jesus says to the disciples, take heed, beware of the Pharisees. Pharisees are people who blow bad wind. Oh, I better say that better. Um, <laughs> thank you, Lord. <laughs> They're people who were around Jesus, and the words that came out of their mouth were like that wind that comes against the solid house. Amen. <laughs> A stormy, stormy wind. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and he says, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And they're like, what's he talking about? <laughs> we forgot the bread. It's because we got the bowl. We didn't bring it. Now, it wasn't just one of them. It wasn't just Peter, James, and John. That's why the whole works at them. Oh, my goodness. Did you bring the bread? I didn't bring the bread. Did you bring the bread? I didn't bring the bread. I didn't bring the bread. What, what I, yeah, you know, because we'd all do that. <laughs> Pastor Gwen says, we're going here this way. And he goes, oh, I, you know, and, and she goes, where's the oil? I don't know. Well, she says, the oil's going to flow from her hands. I don't know. Did you bring the oil? Did you get the oil? Did you just get compressed oil? Was it the oil in the jar? I don't know where it is. And we've lost her glasses. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, they're on Abby's head. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
We're people. We like to have fun. Jesus likes to laugh. He likes us happy. Amen. When Jesus knew it, he says unto them, like, when he knew it. Now, I don't know that he was involved in the conversation, but I'm sure he's watching them going, come on, guys. Like, I don't know if he's just waiting for the right moment. I know Jesus enjoys life. He's full of life. Why reason ye? Because you have no bread. <laughs> hello. Now, I know it doesn't say hello in your Bible, but it kind of does in mine. <laughs> Did you get this? You have no bread. Perceive ye not, neither understand. It's like your heart's still like made of stone. Oh. Oh. Why would Jesus say such a thing? Why would he say that your heart's hard? Oh, I thought we were supposed to build, that hearing built things. See, well, it will build a strong house, but it will also build open heart and open ears for more. Their heart was hard because they didn't hear, and they were in a place where they should have heard. Hmm. He was with them every day, speaking the word, but they were airplanes. It didn't come in. It didn't, they weren't doing anything with what they heard. Not yet, anyway. Shortly, they were sent out, and now they had to, because he wasn't standing there. Jesus prays for them, sends them out, go, it's in you. And they're like, ah! And out they go, and miracles happen. Then they come back pretty excited. It works. It's pretty cool. He says, having eyes, see ye not. Having ears, hear ye not. When I broke the five loaves among the five thousands, wasn't there extra? And I said, what did you take up? He said, oh, 12, extra. So if there's only five loaves and there's 5,000 people and he feeds these thousands and there's extra left over, don't worry if you forgot the bread. Don't worry if there's no oil. God will provide. Don't worry. God's got this. Don't worry. God's got this. And he says, how is it that you don't understand? Understanding is what happens when what you've heard takes action. When I have heard something and I really regret it, I can explain it to someone else. That, and we would say, whoa, that person really understands it. When I was first in a place and I was in grade 12 and taking that math and they had to do like the quadratic formula, and my brain went, mm -mm. <laughs> I sat down with my brother and uh, he was in university at the time taking engineering. So, you know, lots of brains up there. And so he's explaining it to me and he's writing really fast on paper and he's talking fast. And I said, I can't see it. I said, can you draw me a picture of what this relates to? Because they were just numbers on a piece of paper and it wasn't like, mm -mm -mm -mm. my brain couldn't see it. But when he drew me a picture of what it related to, it went, and it opened up and I could see it. I heard his words and then he showed me what it looked like. And I had understanding and I could do it. Jesus has given us words. He's showing us what it looks like when you hear 
Miracles happen. Change happens. Faith comes. And substance is the next thing that's formed. This is why I said, when you, the one who hears and does works is like a, a house that's built on a rock. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 makes sense. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So doesn't that make more sense? When you hear, it builds a place inside you when you act on it. Now, acting isn't something that, you know, is like Hollywood acting. That's not the kind of, it's taking action. I believe you, I'm going to go out. You know, uh, when the Lord told me to, to go out and start riding again last year, we went out and bought a motorcycle. It scared me. Truth. But I believed what God said. And today I can ride. I believed what he said, and we've got a bike. Thank God, yeah, now we have two. I have two. And, and I got back on. I believed what he said. And I had to have all kinds of healing going on. You know, I'm, I'm not 20 years old anymore. And so I, I, my body was at rest. And it needed to come back into exercise, <laughs> not rest. <laughs> and so there were some muscles that had to come alive again. And so we had to do some different things so this body could ride a motorcycle. So I had to take action on what I believed, what I heard. God will be speaking to you about some things in your life. You should do this or you might go this way. I met someone who said, I believe I have a call in your life. Are you just going to sit there in a chair and wait for God to call you and open a door? Let me tell you what I did. When I heard his voice and he said, you got to be preaching. Well, I was okay going door to door and being in a group and working with a group and talking to it within a group. I was good with that. I'd done that for several years after high school, gone with mission groups, and we went together. Now God's saying, you need to go and speak the word that's in your heart. Well, that wasn't so easy. Sounds easy. The pastor knew the call and recognized it and gave me an opportunity to speak. I spent Saturday night throwing up and said, I can't do that. I was so nervous. Can you imagine that? I was so nervous. I was throwing up. And I phoned him up and said, I can't do it. You have to ask someone else. And I... I didn't preach. It was several years later, but that call was echoing inside. And so I knew I had to take action. If I really believed God had called me to minister his word to others, I love people. I wanted people to know what God had shown me. I wanted them to experience. I knew God healed. I knew he loved me. And I just wanted people to know that. And so I thought, oh, that's that easy. I just got to tell him like that. I just got to say, hey, you know what? I, I know he loves me. He changed my life. He'll change yours. And, but I needed to do it. Just not, you know, one-to-one, -one, which isn't, that's okay too. But God was calling me to something more. And so... I went into our backyard, which had a terrible tree, and I started speaking to the trees in their backyard. The children were small, but I practiced with the trees. <laughs> and they were there. They couldn't say anything. It was great. <laughs> and they bore a lot of fruit after, which was even better. And so I took action because I believe what God said. I took action. I believed him.
and I didn't throw up anymore. <laughs> I have a house that's strong today because I heard. Because I didn't stomp there, but I went, if this is the truth, that means. Some of you today are sitting in that place where you're going, I don't know about all this. I've been believing for this. It's taken a long time. My back was first injured in 1982. I was healed in 1993. I believed his word a long time. But I'm healed. And I jump, and I dance, and I ride a motorcycle. <laughs> if I can help you hear what our Father in heaven has said. Hear him. It will be the best decision you've ever made in your life. Faith will come. And the next time you're singing and maybe at home or maybe in the church and the whole place seems to look different. It seems almost like a cloud has moved in. Or perhaps one meeting I was in, somebody else was ministering. It, there was a sweet aroma that came in the room. Whatever way, some people see angels, and it is the truth. Some people see someone transformed in front of them, and you might not be able to describe it with your words, but you know that something God is taking place, and it's a good thing. And you can decide in that moment to be on the outside and looking in like a Pharisee, trying to find fault or you can step in to that glory and let him change you this is my beloved son he lives in me hear him does he live in you hear him he's talking to you and he's talking to me and he's saying he's going to pray for us my favorite prayer that he ever prayed for Peter. When he knew Peter. I mean oh my. He says I prayed for you. What? And this is before he denied him. He says you're going to deny me three times. But. I have prayed for you. That your faith. Fails. Not. And he went on. To start the church. In the book of Acts. And in his, all of his personality, stood up boldly when no one knew what praying in other tongues was. When everyone looked drunk. And he stopped. This is God. As he promised in the Old Testament. This is our God. Instead of looking back and criticizing the moment, he stepped in and said what he didn't know. <laughs> and it worked. And people were changed. You don't have to know all the answers. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 
or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.